Hello, and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. So today we will be going through John 8, 21 through 30, part 2. So let's get started. So Jesus said to them, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sins. Where I am going, you cannot come. This is actually very similar to the verses in John 7, 32 through 36, which say, The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him, and the chief of the priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You will seek me and you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come? We not only see the repetition of Jesus in his foreshadowing of the crucifixion, death, resurrection, and ascension, but we also see the repeating ignorance of the crowd since chapter 7, where they said that he will go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach them. And in this passage, where they said that he will kill himself, it is blatant and willing ignorance and blindness, which are the exact weapons of the enemy. For this is a spiritual battle. Verse 22 through 23 says, So the Jews said, Will he kill himself since he said, Where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Again, he is explicitly saying who he is. Jesus very clearly states who he is. And more than that, I think he gives a clear depiction of the separation of mankind and God because of man's willing wickedness. We see that as he says, you are from below and I am from above. It was not just a statement of status because Jesus didn't even have a place to stay, but rather a statement of heart condition. Not only is Jesus literally from above, God the Son, holy and completely perfect and glorious, but also fully man, he was completely righteous without sin and blameless, which we are not, just like the crowd. This also makes note of the spiritual blindness and giving in to Satan that the crowd has done. Though he has over and over again said who he is, and done works no mere man could do, they reject him so that they will not be confronted with his judgments and repentance and sorrow over their sin. We see that that's not everybody because at the end of this passage, people are actually confronted and they believe. But what is ironic is that they gave him as if he was a criminal and Jesus willingly went. Why? Well, in a letter to the Colossians, Paul says this, Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And you who were dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of the flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demand. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Verse 24 says, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he who will die in your sins. So this is no random saying to the Jews. These are prophetic and messianic words from the scriptures. We see it in Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Numbers 21, 4 through 9, which I will be reading from verses 7 through 9. 
And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he will take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. Isaiah 42, 1-9 through Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says the Lord, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by my hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon. From the prison, those who sit in darkness, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, the new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 49, 3-13, but I will read only verse 7. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and rise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. And as honorable mentions, Isaiah 9, 52, and 53, and so on. Also, the I am language is in reference to Exodus 3:14 but also to the many times in the Old Testament in which the Lord said, I am the Lord your God. You see it in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, so on. Let's continue. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. Revelation 1, 6b-8 says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha, the Omega, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. John MacArthur commented, Having refused to accept him by faith, 
and having nailed him to the cross, they would one day awaken to the terrifying realization that this one whom they despised was the one whom they should have worshipped. The wonderful thing is that many Jews did believe in Christ after his death and ascension, as John MacArthur also comments, realizing the one whom they rejected, as the scripture testifies and anticipated, was truly the Messiah. And praise God, because him nailing our sins to the cross, those sins that kept him there, is the very reason why we can freely and boldly come to the throne of grace and commune with the loving one, our Father, in right relationship covered by Jesus's righteousness and redeemed from ourselves. Let us not take that for granted by falling into iniquity and the folly things of the world, but rather let us live as the very people of God in righteousness, loving our neighbors, serving our neighbors, and most of all, loving and obeying the God who saved us himself, which we did not deserve and who delights in his children. He's completely worthy of praise, and this will cost us everything in the sight of eternity. For as a pastor from Spain, Juan Manuel Vaz says, salvation is a free gift of grace, but following Jesus will cost us everything. But we are not to keep silent. We are continuing to preach the gospel because it is the power and the wisdom of God, and it saves. Jesus saves. And so let's finish off this chapter with verses 29 through 30. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Again, this is Jesus' submission to the Father and the Father's faithfulness to the Son. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram at Deep Bible Studies and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.